I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to Ask Me Wall, broadcasting from beautiful South Germany. Except no substitutes. So good morning, good afternoon, good evening listeners, and uh, no matter what time of day you're listening to this, welcome again to another Acton Mill Lionesses. Normally this would be the part where uh, Ryan Loftus would do his big long introductions and I'd come in with something chirpy and funny to back him up, but Ryan is not here and I am neither chirpy nor funny, so you're stuck with me, Michael Avery. And for this episode, we're going to do something slightly different. So we've got four great guests on today, but... We'll talk on football a bit, but also a subject that's very, very uh, serious at the moment um, with all what's going on um, during these unprecedented, as they call it, times. So um, without further ado, I'd like to introduce uh, Mill Lioness's uh, first team manager, Katie Whitmore. Thank you. Welcome, Katie. Um, I'd like to introduce the assistant manager and player liaison officer, as well as a member of the media team and chap who also helps disinfect cones and everything else that needs doing at the Lionesses, <laughs> Mr. Alex Russell. Evening all. Evening, good afternoon. Um, we will now next go to the club captain, Libby Stubbs. How are we, Libby? Hello, I'm good, thank you. Good, good. Very chirpy, very happy. And finally, the one and only Kelly Webster. Hello, hope everyone's all right. And more importantly, let's hope everyone had a lovely Christmas, um, considering the restrictions that was on us all. So just um, just to repeat what was just said uh, for the listeners, this is going to be um, an episode that's not really ultimately about football or performances on the pitch or what's happening off of them, that kind of thing, um, when it comes to the season itself, but more how... Um, mental health is at the moment and how things like football can help and how we're all coping because um, the club recently put out some fantastic links to some charities which we will talk about shortly Um, but also it's just to give um, some of the players here and the staff a chance to sort of share their stories um, to let let you know obviously that um, if there's any listeners out there you know you're not alone if you are dealing with any issues at the moment and hopefully you can relate to one or two of these stories that you'll hear so um, Kate it was really your idea first of all wasn't it what what made you you think it'd be a good idea to get this show on yeah I think you know it's it's a um a topic that continuously needs to be spoken about I think personally in the sense of um making sure that everyone knows that it's okay to not be okay and football can help you in many ways whether or not you're a player um you know a staff member in, within a football environment or you're uh, you're a fan um and just wanting to be part of that community so for me I think it was always just about making sure that it's a topic that we speak about and show the support that we give as a as a club um, within the men's side as well as 
um, with the Lionesses and within the community trust as well. Um, so it's just making sure, you know, we've got players within our squad that have had their own experiences in regards to um, their mental health and mental well-being. And I think it's it's a good platform for, for them if they want to share their, their story and their journey to be able to speak out. Because if someone's listening to this that can relate or is going through a similar situation, um, you know, we may be able to offer that support that they need right now, especially with everything that's going on with COVID-19 and, and the lockdowns that are being put in place. And what was really nice as well, Katie, was this was actually, um, as much as, you know, we all thought it was a great idea to to have this show and have this discussion, which we're having now, um, it was like, you know, your idea, it was it was very a proactive um, approach by you. You know, we, you wasn't approached by the show or you wasn't approached by a certain organisation. It was something you felt that you wanted to do. So what I'll do is just now quickly, I'll go through like um, for each of you because you've all got a story to tell. Kelly, we'll start with you. Um, you've obviously, um, you know, you've come from a sort of, Millwall background from South London, you know, you've you've come up as a fan, becoming a player for the Lionesses and they're an ambassador for the MCT. Do you want to touch on your journey slightly? Because it's not been as straightforward as many people might think it would be, would it? No, um, it hasn't been as most, like most people would say, it's not been straightforward or anything like that. Um, been through some tough times and I'm not ashamed or embarrassed to say that I was at my lowest point. Um, when I was late teens I'd sort of say sort of that round that sort of time um I went through a lot of things and basically ended up homeless and I had a couple of black bags to my name I would say um and then I ended up getting into a hostel um and things didn't really get better from being in that hostel in that environment um things just got to me and I basically went and I tried to take my own life and I was at the lowest point that I could ever be. I didn't have any family, any friends around me at the time. I had no one basically in a place that I didn't know and I just didn't see another way out. And for me, yeah, it was a really, really hard time. And, but I look back now and I think to myself, that's made me the person that I am today because I wake up every day and I, I want to live life. I want to be around. I want, I want to do everything I possibly can do to, to help others and stuff like that. I mean, when I obviously was going through all of that, I had a lot of help. I had, um, I remember this one woman who was South London mental health team. It was like my key worker. And she got me into things of like going away with groups and doing some rock climbing and stuff like that. And, loved that completely and then as things progress from there I've been obviously working now for at the same place for near, well 14 years at Royal Mail so I've got myself into a good job got my got my flat and slowly things started working its way back um, from there I've done a bit of voluntary work and I really do think voluntary work helps you feel like you're giving back to the community and and it makes you feel better inside. So, yeah, it's been it's been a long journey, but well worth it. And I'm, I look at myself now, and I can even say I'm proud of myself from where I've come from to where I am now. So, I don't think anyone should ever feel embarrassed or ashamed to say they're not feeling right, and to reach out to people that could help. 
And that's a, that's a really brave story there, Kelly, you know, being able to come out and, and talk like this um, in this situation. Um, and, you know, thank you for sharing that, obviously. Um, we'll just touch on that with you, Libby, because um, one of the things that actually um, was one of the reasons why you was invited on um, on behalf of the squad was you, you put a Twitter post out recently, uh, just before Christmas, where you had a picture of yourself where um, you wasn't at your, your, your peak, if you will. You didn't feel um, particularly... Um, like you was in the right frame of mind, to put it that way. Um, but then you put another picture up yourself of, um, you know, how you've grown and how you've got more confident and, you know, you're in this great role as, as a Millwall captain. And this isn't all about like Millwall being fantastic or anything like that, but it's just more about, you know, how you, you've developed. What's what's your story and tell us where you are now. Yeah, of course. Um, obviously, I just want to start off by saying, Kels, I'm so proud of, of you for sharing that story and where you are right now because it truly does inspire me. Um, but yeah, so with me, uh, myself, um, obviously a few weeks, I think it was last week now, I put out a tweet about um, a photo that I found whilst I was going through one of my old phones. And uh, it just, it kind of shocked me really, because um, in it, I can just see that how how down I was. And I'm kind of one of them people that I didn't really realise what it was that I was going through and um to me at that point in time I I thought that that's just how how things were and it was just normal to be sad all the time but obviously it's not and I think that's one of the um one of the main things that I've taken from it and like sometimes you have you do have things in your life that go horribly wrong and you you them feel down about everything from there and it just spoils but for me it was it was nothing to do with that like I've I've got great family I've got great friends and it's just one of them things where you can't you can't help how you're feeling and you just get put you put yourself in such a bad place and it's hard for you to get out of um and then it's not until you're out of it that you see really how bad it actually was so yeah that's that's what it was for me I just felt um, I was surrounded by so many people but I just felt lonely all the time and it just got to me and I was just always sad and to see where I've come now in the space of four or five years um, it's yeah it's amazing I've completely changed um, how, how I am in life and just look at look at everything a, a whole whole lot differently to what I did then mm. and Obviously now, you, like I see that it's, it's not right to feel to feel sad every day. Like that's just not right in a person. And um, I'm just thankful for the support that I always have and um, ha- have around me now. And for me as a person, I find it hard to talk to people about things and open up about things. And I like to try and deal with things by myself. But um, I think the biggest thing that I've taken from from that is that you can't do that sometimes sometimes you need to talk to someone and I think that's the bravest thing that sometimes you can do is to realize that you're not okay and um find someone to talk to yeah and and the thing the thing is there as well Libby is that you you made a good point you know you said you've got all these people around you and you still feel lonely and that kind of thing and and without putting words in your mouth you know um if if I'm if I'm wrong please correct me but 
you probably uh, or so, so a lot of people should i say um they feel like they're the only ones going through it you know like there's seven billion plus people in the world but you feel how you're feeling at that moment in time is exact is is specific to you no no one else can feel how you're feeling mm-hmm. and this is where you're right where you're saying you know it's so important to talk to people and actually you know tell people how you're feeling because you might be in a you might not even be in a room full of people but you just might be sat with one person and they go do you know what I feel exactly the same way. Did you did you feel like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think obviously when when you're going through it, you just you you do. You're right. You think that there's no one else in the world that feels like this, and you don't know how you'll ever be happy again. I guess, and I definitely think that when you find when you finally do open up to someone and um, you speak to people, you realise that in fact we're not at all the only people that go through it. Everyone at some point in their life has gone through some sort of hardship or felt some type of way at some point in their life and I think that that's that's the main thing is obviously opening up and speaking to people and realizing that you're never alone when you're going through something so yeah I think that's very important no exactly exactly well said Libby and and Katie we'll just we'll just move on to you now because obviously your role um with the Mill Lionesses is, you know, your first team manager, but you also help with the under 16s and so many other younger systems, but you're also the, uh, the safeguarding officer for, for the Mill Community Trust and Mill FC itself. And with that comes an awful, awful lot of pressure because, um, we, we had a rehearsal talk of this before a few days ago. Um, but, um, we, we, we said, Katie, didn't we, that, um, we said that, you know, it's, it's difficult for you because, you, you, as part of your role, what you do, you, you need to identify these traits. You need to look for these things. So, you know, what, what's your story and how, how does, how do you deal with that on a daily basis? You know, being in this position where you need to be not, not be the specific one who has to go out and look for it, but you have to be aware that people might be going through this. Yeah. I think, you know, in regards to, I'm a bit, uh, I'll, I'll start a bit like Libby in the sense of, you know, the fact that the, the two girls have come onto this this podcast tonight and shared their stories, you know, that that's brave within itself, you know, to not a lot of people who have maybe experienced those emotions want to necessarily be reminded or go back to that point. Um, so, you know, hats off to these two for being role models and stepping up and telling their story for those that need to, need to hear it, really. Um, but I think within my role um, as safeguarding officer, you know, a lot of people think it's, it's just, you know, you're dealing with poor practice or safeguarding concerns, um, but you're actually also there as a support for people that are going through um, a, a situation within their life that could potentially cause uh, a mental health or, or any kind of issue that they may have. Um, you know, and you've got to make sure, like I said, I, I said it in, in the rehearsal chat that we had about it in the sense of as a manager, sometimes it can be quite lonely. You know, you've got your own stuff going on, but you've also got, you know, um, 24 players that you're having to also kind of worry about or make sure they're OK and know that, you know, your door's always open for them and all the rest of it. I'm quite lucky in the sense of, I know that I've got a fantastic committee behind me and staff behind me and players that are very approachable as well. And the same for working with the club. I know, I know uh, without any doubt that although safeguarding, you know, you have to keep everything kind of, you share information to those who need to have that information. And sometimes it can be quite hard being in those situations, supporting uh, people that need that support. But I know that I've got, 
help and um, guidance from staff around me to make sure that I'm then okay as well. Um, so I'm quite lucky in that sense. Um, but I think it, it is quite hard, obviously, you've got to make sure that you are approachable, that people do know that your door is always open for them to have a chat, no matter what the time is, because a lot of people also will be a bit conscious of, uh, I can't ring, it's too late in the evening or it's too early. That All of that is irrelevant. If you need to pick up the phone and have a conversation with someone because you are feeling that low or you or a situation's got on top of you or whatever it may be, that phone is always open for you to ring, no matter what time it is, no matter what day it is. So um, I think those are the key messages as well. You know, although we're saying it's okay not to be okay, it's also that there is that support there for you and it's 24 hours. You know, if you rang someone up and you needed help, they're not going to say, oh, it's a bit late in the evening. They're going to sit there and they're going to listen and they're going to try and help and support you the best that they can. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well said. And and Alex, well, just before we touch on um, to uh, to another subject mm-hmm. about like football and that kind of thing as well. But how 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 is this? Um, how is it for you? Do you want to share your story? How how you know this has been since you've come into your new role as assistant manager? Because you know you, you've come into this this huge role um, as an assistant manager of, of one of like um, you know what, of a very big name in the women's game. There's there's not um, there's not not, not sugarcoat it. And you know you've got all this pressure. And, you know, the working with KE and working with the squad and keeping everything together when we've got issues with lockdowns and, you know, COVID secure environments, that kind of thing. How's it all been for you, mate? Yeah, I mean, similarly to like Katie and Libby have said, going on record by sort of not congratulating, but sort of saying, you know, I appreciate the previous girls were coming on and sharing their stories. Um, but yes, it's not, I'm not going to pretend it's been easy. It's, it's not um, both practically and mentally. So the practical side of things, you know, trying to, you know, get the girls to gel together because we had an awfully, you know, busy summer and signing a fair few players and trying to implement new sort of tactics and shape and things like that. It's, it's difficult when you stop start and you don't you don't know if your game's even going to be going ahead at the weekend, etc. Um, so it is difficult. But then also, sort of like you say, the mental side of it, which is the whole sort of topic of this discussion, but just being someone that's busy Monday to Sunday and, and sort of keeping yourself busy so that you don't have to, sort of dwell on everything that is going on um so then having having that taken away from you sort of <laughs> in a snap of the fingers is a bit yeah it's a bit surreal to be honest it's a bit it's difficult but you know it's something that we've all got to unfortunately learn to sort of get on with really yeah because there, there's some people Alex you sat there you like to keep busy there, there's some people that you, you know realize the, the wrong word but you know they they need the routine. They need the daily life. They they need, you know, I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to make sure this is done. I need to make sure that's done. And um, and to then suddenly have this all taken away um, because of COVID or because of the situation we have at the moment with the pandemic, it's, yeah, it's tough, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, yeah. And you think, you look at, I can't think of a job in the world that doesn't function off of sort of discipline and, and sort of like routine. You know, you think like the army or the police or, or, or a teacher, or, or a care worker, there's always got to be sort of structure and routine to your life. It just, it's just natural as human beings to need that. But to then also like not know, like I say, what's going on between one week and the next and, and things like that. It's, it's something that in recent years, I can't think when anyone's had to really deal with it. So there's not a, a sort of rule book or a guidebook of this is how you should react to what's going on. Do you know what I mean? So we're sort of just taking it each day at a time and 
it's difficult, but you know, we're slowly getting there and adapting and picking up new ways of, you know, things like Zoom, for example, this time a year ago, it's not something that we would have really ventured in um, and having sessions done over that, like fitness wise, but even socially. So yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard, but like I say, it's something we're getting used to. I know. And, and everyone's taking it so well in their stride. You know, I think, I think how we've all adapted, not, not, not us as in. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from everything iconic, ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget. Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part, they're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm talking to us as the general, general sort of public, if you will, that, you know, the way we've adapted to these things, everyone there knows how to Zoom when a year ago, you know, not many people even knew what Zoom was, you know. Um, I think everyone's done really, really well. Um, I want to touch on now about let's get a bit more on the positive side of things. And and a lot of people say um, we'll talk about football now. You know, it's not just you know physical activity with endorphins or anything like that, even though it does help. Kelly, you've you've got a fantastic story. We'll go back to you about how how football and and to a point without name dropping too much, but how Millwall really helps with you with your um, with your development, didn't it? Yeah, definitely. I say, like, when I was going through all that kind of stuff, I started to go to Millwall games and just kept going. And slowly as you keep going, you keep seeing the same faces and started to sort of get to know quite a lot of people. And they became like my family at the time. Like, literally, I would say there's a lot of people, and I say they know they are, that were there for me through my tough times. And going along, spending the day, just forgetting about things and just having a laugh with people at Mill. I, I couldn't thank those people enough for the way they are and we're still friends now. And I think Mill has a great community with the work that they do outside of all of that and everything else, but also just when you go there. And I think, like everyone else, we're all missing being there and it's, hopefully it's not going to be too long before we're back. Well, luckily, Kelly, you actually had an opportunity a while ago to get um, back in the crowd, weren't you? Or not in the crowd, in the in the in the yes. game where where uh, through the work you've been doing with the community and everything like that, you was asked to be a um, a sort of ball person, weren't you? Which was which was what was that like being back in the ground after you know so many months of being away? 
Oh, uh, it was amazing. I'm a season ticket holder anyway, and I ended up in Group B, so I've missed the first two games. And obviously then we went into another lockdown and we basically couldn't go to the game. And then we done the Santa Dash and we got asked to be in and it was just really good to be in there. So I said to feel, to feel the energy and everything else that's on that pitch and be so close. It was just absolutely amazing that day to be back. Excellent. And, and Libby, um, I know we've discussed this when you've been on before, um, but unfortunately I'm going um, to sort of say it out loud now, but you're, you're, not a, um, you're not a Millwall <laughs> fan, are you? Um, no, I'm not. So, um, but, but you've actually come into the, uh, the uh, cliche field of Millwall family. So what has it felt for you sort of being taken and embraced by Millwall, Millwall as a club? Because the way you play for the team, the way you talk about it, the commitment you put in, everything like that, you 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 wouldn't know you wasn't a born and bred Millwall <laughs> supporter. What what's how how has this club helped you mentally? I think um the main thing about this club that I love so much is is that family feel. And I know we say it all the time and it sounds so cliche or whatever, but Millwall genuinely does have that family feel and everyone just looks out for each other and um even like with the girls with the staff even with the MCT um I think it's just helped massively and for me as well being able to help other people out is something that I really enjoy so um being part of the MCT programs and helping out at Christmas and also with the girls academy having having young girls that I can help out if they they're struggling in themselves because that's one one thing that I've always had is just struggling with my confidence due to things that have happened previously at other clubs so I think it's it's definitely a great part of being Millwall is that I can help these younger players out as well um, with their development and um, just they're, they're thinking just as players as well so um yeah and just having like I said the backing of the staff and and everyone in the club um it's just great because like I said I've had problems previously with people not believing that I'm good enough to be where I am and to have that now and have people behind me that that are cheering me on and giving me this amazing opportunity to be club captain I just can't really thank the club enough and obviously all the staff and Katie and Alex enough really for it. And it just helps helps me so much. Like that's my release, my football from everyday life and as it is for probably the whole team. So to have yeah. a have a club that does have this feel and just the backing, yeah, it's great. No, exactly. And that's and that's so that's so well put as well, you know, to 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 show that you've got or even to say that you've got that support and and again not not just from the club itself but but I mean the the support from the fans as well um, when they came to our games you know they they, they weren't just coming because they were seeing it as you know they are you know I just want to watch live football it's you know you're you're our team you're our squad you're one of us now we will support of you course. and and mentally that that's great for you knowing that you know we've got all these people who are coming to watch you Katie um you know you you knew of the Lionesses, you played for the Lionesses, you know, you've come through the, through the development systems. How did it feel for you, um, you know, after after the lockdowns, did we know whether, when the season would start? You know, it being very stop-start at the moment, we we don't know when, when the season's going to start again in the new year. But on the positives, how did it feel for you as a Millwall um, 
Millwall manager, Millwall fan with all those fans because we, we, we know there's a bit of a sort of a target on our backs when it comes to the size of the squad and the teams wanting to play against us. But mentally, to, to have that to have that job, it must must feel great at, at times like this, mustn't it? Yeah, I think definitely, you know, I, I struggled quite a lot in the last lockdown uh, and was in a really dark place. And then to get that phone call to be offered, obviously the position that I'm in now, and, and being able to be around the people that I'm around helped me quite a lot. Um, and it kind of came at the right time, to be honest. Um, yes, it's been tough in the sense of a stop-start season. It's not always ideal for a new management to come in. You know, we, when you think about how, like what Alex said previously, you're talking about how do we socialise 24 women <laughs> off the pitch as well as on the pitch. And, you know, we've not been able to do that that much this season, obviously, because of COVID-19. So there's always been those obstacles there. But I think being able to have a season like this has also brought the squad together in a different way than what they'd ever be together previously. Um, you know, we're having to adapt. We're having to do Zoom calls twice a week um, when we would have been training. You know, some... Some Zoom calls were doing a quiz and how well do you know your teammate and having a laugh and getting to know each other more that way. And then one Zoom call will be based around fitness. So this, the girls are still getting that fitness in and the girls, have, the girls have adapted to it. And so as a manager, for me, you know, not only can I be proud of what they do when they're on that pitch, when the season does start again, but also it just shows how much hard work they're willing to put in, you know, when you're in a lockdown. A lot of people will just lose motivation or want to be focusing on other areas of, of what they've got going on in their busy life and busy schedules. But for me, it just shows that, you know, they are a determined team. They do want to do well when the season starts back. And it just makes it a little bit easier. For, it makes it harder for me and Alex in the sense of you've got a squad of 24 and you can only take 16. But it also makes it that little bit easier for us in the sense of we know that we've got hardworking players that really do want to make sure that they've got the same vision as management and make sure that they can try and get that promotion when the season's up and running. Oh, exactly, exactly. And and Alex, will just um, we'll just sort of follow on from there as well you know you're you're uh, you're a member of the Lionesses uh, management team but you're also a member of the supporters club um, but you've also been really um, helping out with some of the voluntary aspects as well um, how, how, is, how is those things you know the Santa Dash and recently when we went to Lewisham Hospital um, with all the presents on Christmas Eve you know how how has that made you feel like having that you know sense of purpose that you're really in help, helping people out because as Katie said um, no sorry not Katie apologies as Kelly said with uh, the volunteering side of it as well volunteering is a real good thing to help with with mental strength and uh, strength to, and to improve it to get it to get it better so how has that made you feel um knowing that you can still participate on behalf of the lionesses and the millwall fans i mean it's an unreal feeling uh, like i said earlier i'm personally am, am like to be busy and i'm busy monday to sunday so like i say to stop or to ha- like have everything stop all of a sudden um to have opportunities with the lionesses with the mct with the msc to go out and sort of like you say find that purpose again is it's a great feeling um I think you know everyone would agree in the sense of you know the last nine months since sort of the first lockdown in March it's been a year of learning um whether that's learning you know 
who wants to work hard, who doesn't want to work hard, whether that's learning, you know, who your friends are checking in on you and, and things like that. But also learning just little things you take for granted, you know, like we drop food off to the food bank. That now it might have only cost however much it costs per person, which you might sort of throw away in, in buying yourself a, a meal deal on your way home from work. But when you realise how sort of far that stretches and how rewarding that is to the people you're handing it over to, I think that trumps any feeling probably in the world, really, to sort of know that something you're doing is going that long of a way. Um, but to have a sort of direct involvement with it as opposed to an indirect involvement as such, it makes it that little bit more special, to be honest. No, exactly, exactly. And and we'll start sort of wrapping it up now uh, because I think some of your points have been excellent that, that you've made tonight. But, um, you know, we've got, um, unfortunately, we're in tier four at the moment, as we say, um, it's tough times at the moment. But, um, Kate, we'll start with you. Um, what, what sort of message can you give to the fans and all those out there who may be, who sort of may be struggling at the moment, who 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 feel that, you know, at, at this moment, because of the weather as well, you know, you can't get out and do the things that we were able to do in the first lockdown. What what message have you got for those who are listening in? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, a key message for 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 the fans and um supporters that we have is that if you if you are feeling alone, just you know, you're not you're you're not on your own. Okay, yeah, physically you may live on your own and you may feel that way. Um, but you're not, you know, there's loads of numbers for you to contact, um, which I'm sure, Michael, you're going to run off at, at the end. But, you know, there, there's always someone there for you to to contact, to listen to. Like I said previously, there's no time limit on that. You know, it's 24 hours every day. At whatever point you feel like you you just need to talk and you've reached the end of, you know, bottling it up. Um, just pick up the phone uh, and have a conversation and, and talk um, and someone someone will always listen. Um, and, you know, once, once Tier 4 is over and we are able to have spectators back, then um, I know definitely myself, Alex and the rest of the, the squad and the team will be looking forward to welcoming you through uh, St Paul's doors and we can uh, obviously put on a great performance for all of you. Well, very well put. And and Libby, is there anything else you, you'd you'd like to add? What you're going to be doing in this um, lockdown that you know is going to keep you motivated that you think you can share with other people to see if it can help them? Yeah, I think basically just to reiterate what Katie said in in the fact that there's always someone to talk to and um, there is always people that care about you and it just takes you reaching out to someone like I said earlier and uh, opening up for you to realise that you're not alone ever. Um, I think it's good, although although it's it's cold and wet and horrible. I think it's good sometimes to just get out, get out the house for maybe like a ten minute walk or something every day, and it really does help um, clear your mind and um, yeah, just 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 to make you feel a little bit a little bit more productive, I guess. Just a little ten minute walk sometimes. That's what I like to do. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah and, nice. and again, like what Katie said when. When we can come back, I'm looking forward to welcoming the fans back and putting on a great performance. No, that's lovely. We're, we're very well put. And, and Kelly, just just before I sort of read uh, the contact details for the um, for the different um, organisations that the club has put out, is uh, um, how, how does it feel for you as a Millwall fan um, knowing that your club is putting so much 
you know effort into helping people during this time because because not not many or I say not many not not every club is doing this at the moment where they're actively telling you to reach out or to contact them are they no they're not and I'm immensely proud of the club like that I play for and support the, of what they're doing with putting these numbers on so many years ago there was not very much about maybe just the Samaritans or whatever and now there is something like for that person, what they're going through for each person. There's so many different things out there to help. And I think like Libby will say the same, like if you're feeling that bad, you could always message one of us on Twitter or something like that. And if we can help, we'll help because we don't want to see anyone going through what we've had to go through if we can help. Do you know what I mean? And like Libby and the gaffer says, I'm really looking forward to having the fans back when we can. And I think that's... I think that's also um, a message shared by everyone, you know, not 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 just uh, the guys on the call, but the entire squad. They love playing for the fans. We love having them there, you know, the interaction. Um, Harry Warren, who does Lionesses TV and, and Ryan, they put it so, so perfectly when they say, you know, they've only been to a few, um, I'll say a few games, but, you know, they've only really started to come to the women's game this season. They already feel that family feel to it you know Harry always says about seeing the same people and and getting that family um sort of comfort that that you get when you go to these games so we do implore not not just for attendances but we implore for for anyone who who wants to be part of this family you know that's one of the huge draws of women's game but what I'll do now is I'll just I'll just end it with uh, going back to um a page that Mill will put up on Christmas Eve Um, it says no one should suffer this Christmas but obviously um, we're in the Christmas period now going into the new year and you know we we don't know what's going to happen in January February Um, just to highlight some of the contact details here so we've got the Anxiety UK um, we've got Refuge for Women and Children Against Domestic Violence um, Mind which is a wonderful charity the Samaritans who do excellent work Calm Bipolar UK Shout uh, there's beat the eating disorders as well. So there's so many um, charities. That's just to name a small few. And every single one of those details is on um, the Millwall homepage. So do, if you feel like you're struggling or you feel like you need to talk to someone, as we've said all through the show, it's so important that you talk to someone. You'll not be judged. People won't think any less of you. People won't think anything strange about you because you are going through what everyone else has gone through at least once in their life. Believe us when we tell you that you are not alone during this time. You may feel like you physically are alone, but as we've all said today, you are not alone. You can reach out to Mill Football Club. You can reach out to Mill Lionesses. You can reach out to to the Community Trust and we will help you. Um, but just to finish on a positive, Kelly, you are um, our debutant or debutante as they say um, on the show so we will let you do the uh, the bye for now if you so please bye for now Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.